Good afternoon, City of Macaque. You're listening to Radio Skyline, your place to keep pace with everything in town and beyond. Joining me in our own home from numerous miles away is Myra. Hello, Myra. And this week, we continue to sequester at home in order to avoid spreading a pandemic. So outside of politics and the occasional local house fire, not a lot is going on. Outside of the pandemic. Yes, there is lots of pandemic stuff going on. A part of me wants to talk about one bit of interesting news. A part of you, or all of you? Well, it's slightly political, so... Yeah, normally I'd say no to that, but if we don't have anything else to talk about, I'm gonna start talking about crochet. Is crochet interesting? Are you gonna make it interesting? Well, I mean... I don't think I'm going to make it seem interesting. I'll be honest, I've been dreading the program today because I worry this is the episode that makes me famous for thinking people want to hear about me talk about crochet. Just talk about the politics, Hugh. Okay, well, as you may know, the federal response to the pandemic has been a bit... Stupid? Uh, yeah, there's some other expletives maybe. Nationally embarrassing? Well, what I was getting at is that the federal government has been reported to be filching medical supplies from local governments. This is something FEMA does, which has prompted states like Illinois to start secretly shipping those materials into their borders. Right, so given the general tone of everything else going on, chaos and terror and it's stupid. But what's interesting is that here in Macaque, they've been saying a masked man has been stealing supplies from the federal caravans that are stealing supplies from the local caravans. What? Yeah, he dresses in all green but carries a rapier and cuts his calling card into the shirts of his victims before absconding with trucks full of ventilators and other gear. They say his symbol closely resembles male genitalia, so authorities are estimating he's between the ages of 15 and 25, and he's been going by the name Porno. Our proud city. That is what I read. Does this guy have a speech impediment? Maybe people are confused and he's trying to say his name is something else? Like I say, estimated between the ages of 15 and 25. So what's he do when he gets the stuff? Does he give it to the poor? No, the police believe that he's actually reselling this to the local government at jacked up prices. And and then he steals it when the federal government grabs it again. So far, yeah, city officials have been saying that he's, at times, more reliable than China because at least his products arrive in the warehouse before they vanish. Well, it sounds like all the cops have to do to catch this guy is look for a young person driving a Ferrari in the middle of a pandemic and upcoming depression. Well, he rides a horse, but he usually steals a truck on the way out, so he's probably got a big collection of trucks, and they think he lives out in the country somewhere. Or in one of the bad parts of town where the neighbors know better than to rat on a crazy guy with a sword for owning a horse. I don't suppose he does birthdays. Well, his methods aren't exactly child-friendly, so I don't know if anyone's tried to get him for birthdays, but if you spot him, maybe you could ask. I mean, I'd hire him for my birthday. Be like a bachelorette party. And if there's a reward for catching this guy, then hey, it pays for itself. Well, let's go ahead and drown that bachelorette party image out of our heads with a commercial. We'll be back after this. This is Tubby Dan with Tubby Dan's Barbecue. I've noticed that some of you have been slacking lately. I thought we all agreed to the risk life and limb in order to sample some of the best barbecue in the known world. But apparently due to health and safety, everyone has decided they cannot now stand around in a long line in a junkyard full of vicious wild pigs. That's fine, I understand. Sometimes things need to change. That's why, for a limited time, I, Tubby Dan, am willing to come to your house with one of my barbecue sandwiches, but you have to work for it. If you call me, I will come to your house. I will let myself in, and if you are able to escape my deadly traps, answer my conniving riddles, fend off these winged dog-like things I found in the back fighting over a tire, and then escape my wrath in one last grand finale when I attempt to cheat anyway, I will award you with one of my barbecue sandwiches. Your choice of meat. 
pork, beef, chicken, turkey, burn ends. You name it, you earned it, you deserve it. Get a drink and fries, only 50 cents extra. Tubby Dan never compromises. You'll never have better barbecue in all your life. Tubby Dan's, the Mount Everest of barbecue. You know, it has been a long time since I've had Tubby Dan's. Last time I had to pay some guy $500 and agreed to cover his medical expenses. I don't know if I'm brave enough to try it myself, but I'd really like another one of those sandwiches. I wouldn't be able to get past the riddles. I don't have the patience for those dang things. Maybe I'll wait and see. You know, talk to someone who got a sandwich. Ask him what the trials were like. He probably does a different trial for everybody, so you can't figure out a pattern. And that reminds me, how's Fran doing? How's, how's the donut shop? Oh, I mean... You know, she's worried about the business. She's been doing some deliveries, but in her opinion, it's not really frisky friends without the frisk, so she's down about that, and a lot of her customers were office commuters, so the deliveries aren't quite making ends meet. I suppose the frisk ain't the same over the phone, either. That is a very personal question, but I will tell you that no, it is not. How's it going with you, Myra? We didn't hear about your personal life very often. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, like, I mean, there's not much to tell. Is anyone keeping you company? Nah... I mean, I was married, used to be, but my husband and I were both smokers, and he got the cancer. Oh, well, I'm really sorry to hear that. It happened a long time ago, and that's why I gave up smoking. Plus, he and I used to take our smoke breaks together in the evenings, and it was just lonely. Couldn't do it. Quit smoking. Well, it's good for your health, at least, you know, uh, but I always hear you talking about your family. Yeah, no, no, God, my family, gosh, have I got them. I'm getting calls and updates from the whole clan left and right, and I'm practically never not on the phone. How you doing, Myra? How you doing? Fine, I'm doing crochet. A lot of them keep calling to give me hot tips for show ideas, stuff I gotta talk about. Is there anything good? I mean, we could work with just about anything. Well, there was a gang of feral chickens on the outskirts of town that apparently ran off with Cousin Marine's dog. It was a little schnauzer. You know, they heard barking and clucking, and when she got outside, there was nothing there but a bunch of feathers and chicken tracks. Are they going after other dogs in the area? No. I think she made her dogs soft. Too much pampering. Just wasn't ready to be accosted by the rowdier members of nature. Probably didn't know how to react. I told you, you gotta treat a dog like a dog. And now look what happened. Well, that's news in its own way. You know, a lot more local than we do these days, but... It's news to her. I mean, I've been telling her. I knew that it was inevitable. Yeah, I don't know if that's fair to her. I mean, like, dogs aren't really kept to be dogs anymore. Now they're kept to be uh, replacement children, or replacement boyfriends, or whatever it is that created a void in your heart. I absolutely disagree. You know, that's, that's what she said, but dogs, like children, you know, they're not there to fill a void. They create one in your wallet, in your time, because they crave time. They sustain themselves on your time. You gotta train them, discipline them, clean up after them. You do all that properly, and then see what happens when a flock of chickens shows up. You know, at the risk of getting another sort of sad answer, did you have any kids, Myra? No. I mean, I kind of wanted some, but it never materialized. And Sometimes I think that's too bad, and sometimes I think... God, they're a lot of work. Like, especially now with everybody trapped at home and you can't take them anywhere. They can't go outside and play with friends. Have my phone calls or listening to my family shout at their kids. Yeah, I think about kids sometimes. And, and you know what really throws me? The dizzying amount of responsibility. Well, I mean, yeah, when you really think about it, but no. Knowing they'd look up to you, of all people, that you'd be their role model. No, I mean, that's it's kind of flattering. Why well, be flabbergasted by it, not flattered? I am blown away that, that even with insurance, it would cost like $2,000. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in this economy, man, who has that kind of money just laying around? Well, if you're gonna have kids, hopefully you. Cause like, I, I don't know. 
it, it boggles my mind. How can they have kids only a generation ago without spending that much? And it's not like you get a CAT scan or, I, I don't know, like, have to do surgery necessarily. Well, I, if your luck is good, then, yeah, it's mostly natural. Who decides how much it's going to cost? And, and what if they decide it costs too much? Then, well, how much is too much? Like, let's suppose they said to have a kid, you have to pay $100,000. That'd be like a mortgage. No, no, I mean, yeah, for like a small house, and then you can't even sell them. You can't sell the kids. They have these rights and stuff. It's crazy. I feel like you should be able to negotiate. On the price of having a kid? Yeah, like, you know, you get little parks on a new car if you negotiate for it, and if I'm going to pay $2,000 for a kid, I at least want him to have a robot hand. You know, I'd be willing to do 4000 for an entire cyborg arm. They just reflexively grab things, Hugh. You're asking to have your body parts crushed by an infant. All right, fine. Cyborg legs, then. I want them to learn to walk at hyperspeed. It's going to be just like a car, where they get you on maintenance, right? Because kids grow up so fast, every two weeks you'd be in there getting an adjustment. I don't care. Cyborg legs. And speaking of negotiating, it is time for another commercial. This is Slick Sam, and I have completely lost all sense of time and space while I've been sequestered away. The corners of my shop extend infinitely, and I am no longer certain of the year. But my mailman has warned me that in the post-apocalypse, a new race of mer people have risen from the riverbanks and are demanding to be recognized as their own sovereign nation. Some of the truckers on the CB radio have confirmed the tales and say that right now everything is pretty much the same, except there's mer people. And if that's not believable, I don't know what is. So in the hopes of fostering peace between our peoples, I here at Slick Sam would like to extend the olive branch of coupons and promises of great savings for all mer people, assuming that my shop ever opens again. Yes, that's right, humanity appears to be very vulnerable right now, but if the mer people stay their hand, my shop will eventually reopen, and I will gladly sell newts and landscaping tools to anyone whose lower half is a fish. Who would want to risk a war and these amazing prices simultaneously? You'd have to be crazy to pass up such a fantastic diplomatic offer. What's that you say? You're not sure if a shrub is going to survive in the underwater cities that you call a home? Not to worry. I'll buy seaweed, coral, and whatever grows under the ocean in bulk from all your vendors, stimulating your local economy. I've also got a limited range of fish tanks and small fish to collect, along with little plastic castles which would make delightful and charming paperweights in your home. Once again, that's Slick Sam's. Friend to all people, aquatic or otherwise. Don't act now. Just wait. My store will be opening eventually. Slick Sam's. Slick Sam's. Uh, are we in contact with him? Can anyone get in touch with Sam? He's actually giving cassette tapes to the mailman, and then the mailman just delivers them to us. Cassette tapes? Yeah, and I guess that Bob, our studio head, has an old machine that converts tapes into CDs, and then Bob has a computer that's still got an optical drive, and then once it all becomes digital, it becomes a commercial for us to play. Has Sam always been sending us cassette tapes? No, apparently this is a new behavior. Why... Why would he send cassette tapes? Why does he still have hardware that records cassette tapes? Where is he buying cassette tapes? I don't know. And these are all questions we can't personally ask the guy, and the mailman's the only middleman, but he's telling Sam that there is a merperson invasion. H how do we know that the mailman isn't converting Sam's recordings to cassette to mess with us? Because I think that would be a felony. Yeah, yeah, but the type of guy who would convince Sam that there's a merperson invasion is also the type to play other practical jokes, right? Yeah, but like a felony? That's not really practical. And, and does this really feel out of character for I, Sam? You, you know, I, I don't know. He's doing something new every week. See? So I, I would just like any kind of explanation, really. As would I. 
But that leaves us with two mysteries this week. Who is the mysterious porno, inappropriate ventilator bandit, and where is Sam finding cassette tapes? We may never discover. Especially not now, because it's time to wrap up the show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. You've been listening to Radio Skyline. Shoot for the skies.